Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. This week's episode is yet another Netflix original, so I guess I'm continuing my Netflix film festival, but it'll likely conclude with this week's episode because sadly Netflix doesn't have a whole lot on it that interests me. Yet they somehow keep raising their prices and I'm there to pay for it. But those are my own gripes. It doesn't really have any bearing on this week's film, so I think we should jump right into it. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana, and Katherine Keener. This is the 2002 Netflix original Sean Levy directed The Adam Project. This one tells the tale of Adam Reed, played by Ryan Reynolds, who travels back in time to 2022. He is a fighter pilot in the future who teams up with his 12-year-old self in a mission to change the past in order to save the future. So, as I said in my little plot synopsis, this is a time-traveling tale. As we know, if they're not handled properly, they can get a little bit messy, there's plot holes, there's a whole bunch of issues that can occur if it's not written properly. The biggest and best time-traveling film film series to be exact is of course back to the future it's very tight with the way it's written there's very few plot holes the ones that eagle-eyed viewers have found have mostly been explained away my thoughts on the time travel genre i don't think there will be any film that will ever top the back to the future series it's near perfect in its execution that doesn't mean that there's not room enough for other time travel tales One of the more recent TV series that is kind of doing things right, I would say, is Rick and Morty. I have not seen season 4 or season 5. Of course, other more recent things, such as the Marvel films, are going all in on time travel and the multiverse. So far, it's working out. Time travel and multiverse stories seem to be hot right now. I think that's probably why The Atom Project was put in production and made. That's not necessarily a bad thing for me because I really do enjoy time travel and multiverse stories. I think they're fun. They can also be perceived as lazy storytelling, so it's really how you enjoy and interpret these types of stories, and that'll definitely change your enjoyment of it. Long story short here, I enjoyed The Atom Project. I thought it was a great throwback to the family films that I enjoyed when I was a kid. There's nothing really too objectionable or offensive. It doesn't exactly play it safe, but it doesn't go for edgy either. There's a lot of things in The Atom Project that will remind you of the previous Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy collaboration, Free Guy. Both films wound up being genuinely fun stories that had a lot of heart. Of course, they really do rely on the charismatic performances from Ryan Reynolds. If you have an actor in these leads that doesn't have that certain charm, it's not going to be enjoyable. And thankfully, he does. I will say that between the two films, I think that Free Guy is probably the better film out of the two, even though I really did enjoy The Atom Project. There's a couple plot holes here and there. It doesn't exactly make sense 100% of the time. Everything in the film is just explained away of just forget everything you know about time travel, because there's a quantum timeline that these characters are a part of, so everything that they do in the past isn't necessarily going to affect 
these specific characters past and future. But there is a huge contradiction to that, and that's with Catherine Keener's character of Sorian, who is the film's villain because she is going back in time and feeding her past self information to succeed in the future. So I guess she's just ensuring that this future is going to be an absolute. So in a lot of ways, it feels like they're trying to create a multiverse without saying that, yes, there's going to be a multiverse. Does it exactly work? No, because it doesn't seem to change any of the outcomes for any of our characters that we're following, namely older Adam and younger Adam. We're never shown if it actually does change the future, but we are treated to some alternate scenes at the end that makes us think that, hey, maybe they did actually change the future for those other multiverse versions of Adam. There is some surprisingly moving moments in the film. There's a strong theme of the relationship between a father and son, child and parent, that may really stick with some people. I just feel like a lot of things in the film, they just don't gel properly. We have a lot of ideas, we have a lot of moments, but they don't really hit that emotional chord the way they should. We also get a love story in the film. But without proper exposition, it leaves us feeling emotionally numb. I personally would have liked to have seen less action scenes and probably more story elements to really make me feel for the characters. There is quite a bit of action scenes scattered throughout the movie. I don't know if they exactly work because they honestly don't look that good. It looks overly CG with everything. That seems to be a trend that a lot of these special effects in modern films, the CGI is obvious. I was talking over text to Will and Marvin from In Our Honest Opinion, and Marvin actually said the best CGI is the CGI that we don't know is CGI. I think I really do agree with that. The special effects, the CGI effects, just look very overly animated in The Atom Project. I don't know if this is because it's a streaming film, I don't know if this was supposed to go to theaters and Netflix bought it, If Netflix financed it, I don't know the exact history. I do know that this is a script that was floating around in Hollywood since 2012 with Tom Cruise attached to it. I can't even imagine this film with Tom Cruise in it. Everyone involved with this film outside of Ryan Reynolds, they all do a pretty good job. Surprisingly, the love story aspect is the thing that really gets shortchanged the most. Actress Zoe Saldana isn't in the film all that much at all. She is supposed to add a little bit more emotional weight, but it's so underwritten that it almost doesn't even matter, which means a payoff scene at the very end doesn't hit the way it should. You also have fine support from Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner as Adam's parents. Jennifer Garner does a surprisingly good job with trying to play that parent that's really trying to be there for her child after the sudden loss of her husband and his father. The death of his father does set the course for Adam being a rebellious, almost spoiled brat type of kid. He has a smart mouth that gets him into trouble and feels that he's entitled to do so. I like the fact that maybe a visit from the future Adam can change the personality of the past Adam. He tells him about how lousy he was to his mother after his father's death and that she really didn't deserve that, which is true. A lot of the stuff that we put our parents through as kids, 
Well, the parents don't really deserve that because at the end of the day, they're always doing the best that they can. And being a former spoiled brat myself when I was growing up, surprisingly enough, I got molded into a very humble adult. So the smart alecky characterization of Adam with being just a brat kid, I definitely identified with that. So I would have to say that in making me think about my own past and when I was growing up, and how maybe I should have been better towards both of my parents? Well, in that way the movie definitely worked. It really did make me think about my past. I think Mark Ruffalo, again in limited capacity, he was good here. I like the fact that he was faced with the knowledge that he was going to die, that he may not be able to change that. For the story and the future, he needs to die, and he doesn't need to prevent that. If it's going to happen, it needs to happen. Maybe in one of the alternate realities, he makes a different decision, and it doesn't happen. I honestly don't know how I would deal with knowing such a thing if it was me and if I was in that character's shoes. We are treated to a scene towards the end of the film when they succeed in possibly changing the future by destroying the time machine, with both younger Adam present-day Adam, all playing a game of catch. I think that's probably one of the best scenes of the movie. It's one of the most emotionally honest scenes throughout. And that's what leads me for the entire runtime through the entire film and script itself. There's a really great heartfelt movie here. A lot of the lame action scenes should have been ditched. I know we need to have action set pieces in films, but... They don't really look all that great in this movie, so should they have been there? Maybe? I don't know, they should have been scaled down at the very least, because it just clashes with the entire idea of the movie itself. If they would have gone with a smaller scale film like maybe Safety Not Guaranteed, it would have worked out better in the film's favor. I feel like this is very light entertainment that along the way will be forgotten when it definitely could have been more memorable. After the movie ended, I did watch this with Nicole, she wound up saying that the movie was cute. I think that's probably a definite way to describe the movie, it was cute. I knew the plot of this one going into it, I read a little bit about it before actually watching it that night. And it's a movie that I really wanted to love, but instead I wound up just merely liking and enjoying it. But I guess maybe sometimes that's all you need. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing and would like to reach out to me, you can do so at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a 5-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night.